Welcome to the Linsanity, a podcast for the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shaddy Sanity. I am your host, Bryce Shaddy, and I am back. I am flying solo this week. Uh, shout out to my co-host, Caleb Lynn, for giving me another opportunity uh, to record this great pod under my namesake. Another week of football, another week of NFL, um, another interesting week, another telling week, uh, more injuries, uh, more blowouts. Uh, we got guys coming back next week that I'm excited to talk about, um, but we'll save that till next week, of course. So without further ado, we are going to jump right into this week's games and uh, let's give it a go. So first up, Thursday night game. Uh, was kind of a, not the best matchup in the world, um, but we did have Tennessee Titans uh, take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this was Will Levis's second start in the NFL. Um, and we now know that he is going to be the starter moving forward for the rest of the season. Ryan Tannehill officially benched. Um, another thing that if you listen to the Running Hub Podcast Network and specifically Len Sanity, you would have seen this coming. Because we saw this coming. We we didn't think that Tannehill would make it through the season. Um, you know, despite signing DeAndre Hopkins, we didn't think that was enough to keep him there, um, you know, in that starting role. And we were right. Will Levis is here to stay now. Um, I am a bit shocked that it's not um, uh, Mr. Willis, that they uh, Malik Willis, that they drafted last season, especially given the improvements that he made in the offseason. Um, and was heavily praised for it. Uh, by Mike Vrabel and that coaching staff. So a little bit shocked that it's Levis, but nonetheless, they drafted this guy in the second round this year, uh, or in this past year's draft. So I understand why, why he's starting. Uh, but they did fall to Pittsburgh 20 to 16. Pittsburgh, another gritty win. Um, Kenny Pickett finally throws a touchdown to Deontay Johnson. I, it's been a long time since Deontay Johnson has found the end zone. So very happy for him. Uh, but the Steelers can't. Uh, Mike Tomlin finds immense talent at wide receiver all the time. You know, especially in later rounds of drafts, early rounds of drafts. He just, he just knows how to get receivers for his team, but he also knows how to find the drama players. And it seems that he's got another one in George Pickens who was visibly frustrated in this game, despite his teammates scoring a touchdown and then winning the game, not to mention, and they have a winning record and are very much in the picture uh, for the playoffs later on this season. But George Pickens held a two catches, negative one yard. Obviously that is not something that Pickens is happy about. Um, and he took to social media to air his grievances, even deleted, deleted Pittsburgh uh, any trace of Pittsburgh from his social media bios and followings and all that stuff. Uh, to which Mike Tomlin responded to today uh, very brilliantly, might I add. Mike Tomlin is one of the best coaches on the mic by far. Quote, it's a pebble in my shoe. Incredible stuff. The man is just focused on winning. The The rest will take care of itself. This George Pickens thing, he, he's just acting out. It's a bit immature. Um, obviously he hasn't learned from previous Steelers and predecessors. When you act like a diva, things normally don't turn out well for you. Uh, Pittsburgh is the best place for you to be. 
So, you know, just keep going out there for your team every week would be my suggestion because normally good things happen. Uh, but good win for Pittsburgh, happy for Deontay, um, Tennessee. I mean, this is this is part of starting a, a rookie quarterback. Yeah, you can't expect Will Levis to throw for four touchdowns every game like he did in, in his debut. Um, through the late pick. Um, but I do think something's there with Levis. As much as I hate Tennessee, um, you know, they're, they're, you know, our rival. Um, there's something there. And Mike Vrabel alluded to it in his press conference today. Uh, you don't, you don't want to leave that out there with, with a guy that you, you know everything about in Ryan Tannehill. Um, so there's going to be growing pains. There's going to be good things. There's going to be bad things. But I think Levis needs to really rely on DeAndre Hopkins more. Uh, in all honesty, I mean, DeAndre, four receptions, 60 yards, 11 targets. Again, I think you throw at him a little bit more. It'd be nice if they had another star receiver like A.J. Brown. Oh, wait. He was on this team. They traded him away for Traylon Burks, who had two catches for 23 yards and can barely stay on the field these days. So you haven't set up Will Levis for a ton of success, you know, to start. But, you know, what we know about Mike Vrabel's teams are they're going to come out and fight. They're going to come out and fight. And that's exactly what they did. And And they lost another gritty game. And the Pittsburgh Steelers were just grittier. So. Uh, Kenny Pickett didn't turn over the ball. I think that's probably the difference in the game. Um, you know, if Pittsburgh can make the these types of games, you know, hold, you know, a 20 to 16 game, that, that's where Pittsburgh wants to be. That's where they're comfortable, and that's where they can, they can squeeze out some wins. So interesting to see how Levis will do the rest of the season um, as full-time starter. And Pittsburgh, as we talked about the preseason pods, Pittsburgh hanging around, man. Uh, it's not pretty like we thought it might be, uh, but they're getting it done. They're at five and three. Next up, early game, Germany game, Dolphins Chiefs. I mean, must see TV, right? Two two offenses, two prolific offenses that can put up points. Ended in a twenty-one to fourteen score, and seven of the Kansas City Chiefs or six of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, points were scored on defense, and what is probably. Probably the the best heads up play we've seen all season. Um, they, which by the way, Trent McDuffie makes a fantastic uh, rip on on Tyree Kill behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, even better heads up play uh, on the return to pitch it back and run it into the end zone. Uh, great play, great play from McDuffie and that whole Chiefs defense, um, who's been outstanding, outstanding. Uh, this season and Patrick Mahomes even said that this is probably the best, best defense he's had since he's been there. And that's saying something. Um, so I, they're, they're going to keep it rolling on defense. Patrick Mahomes, pretty efficient game. The, the numbers don't, don't, you know, flash in your eyes, only 185 yards, um, but two touchdowns, uh, you know, finding Rishi Rice, who's, who's still growing uh, old faithful, Jarek McKinnon catching those touchdowns, Kelsey off game. I, I don't know about you, but it does seem like the the uh, the non Taylor Swift games versus Taylor Swift games. It is interesting. You can't ignore it. You can't ignore it. It has to be something that you look at. Uh, only three catches for fourteen yards. That's like unheard of for Travis Kelsey these days. You can almost book him for sixty plus yards a game easily, easily. 
So, I mean, props to Miami defense for containing that. Um, for Miami, they're looking very fraudulent. Very, very fraudulent. They can't beat a team over 500. They do the dash and flash all over these, these bad teams. And yeah, it's fun. And yeah, it makes them look like they're a juggernaut. But then you, you play these, these teams like legitimate contending teams and you can't figure it out offensively. You get stifled. Uh, and, and that's where Tua has to grow. Uh, that's where Mike McDaniel has to grow. He has to figure it out. Um, Tyreek Hill bottled up after saying he was going to go for 200 yards and 12 catches, uh, eight, eight catches for 62 yards. So props to the Kansas city defense for, for containing him. Steve Spagnuolo is a legitimate defensive coordinator and he's shown it even though he has average, he's mainly had average defenses, uh, during this Patrick Mahomes era, this is the best defense he's had. And he kind of flexed it, uh, in this game a little bit. Um, I'll continue to say it. Charles O'Menohue coming back from suspension was a massive boost to this D line. New signing from the from the Saints gets suspended for the PEDs, comes back, and he's just been a great compliment to Chris Jones and George Karloftis, who's still learning. So, I, man, the Kansas once the offense, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid figure this out. They're going to be look the Chiefs. It'll be hard not to look at them as a, a Super Bowl favorite once again. I mean, they already are, but I mean, you got to double down on it if this defense is going to continue to play that way. And for Miami, they got to find a way to beat a good team. Josh Allen owns you. The Chiefs beat you. I mean, congrats on on beating on beating the Giants and the Panthers and the Patriots uh, and the Broncos. I mean, congrats. But you you lost, you know, to the Eagles. You lost to the Chiefs. Uh, you lost to the Bills. You got a good win at the beginning of the season against the Chargers. I think that's a good win. But given with the Chargers, we thought the Chargers would be better than what they are, and they are not. Um, but, I mean, I guess you can count that as a decent win. But you want to see them really beat a big-time contending team like Buffalo or Philly or Kansas City. And they just they just haven't done it. They haven't done it. so. Need a little bit more there. Um, I don't know whether to blame Tua or Mike McDaniel or the defense for that matter. Um, but they got Miami's got to figure it out. Otherwise, they're just going to be a cute team, a cute, fun fantasy team. Uh, you know that you, you love to have anybody uh, on, on their offense on your fantasy team. That's all great, but this is about winning football games at the end of the day. Uh, next up, Vikings Falcons. First game without Kirk Cousins. Jaron Hall gets the start. Leaves the game with a concussion. Josh Dobbs, who was traded to Minnesota, uh, first week there in Minnesota, has to come in, and he gets the job done. In a come-from-behind victory, uh, game-winning drive in the fourth quarter, slings it right into Brandon Powell for the touchdown. He makes some great plays. Um, on the game-winning drive, including picking up like a third and eight where he scrambled for it and even got out of bounds, had the wherewithal to drag a guy out of bounds um, and gets the win. Pretty efficient, too. 20 of 30, 158 yards and two touchdowns. Even rushed for a touchdown, so three touchdowns on the day. Josh Dobbs is a frisky quarterback. We saw it in in Arizona this season um, where he was kind of left for dead, especially after the the Tennessee playoff game last season where he's kind of thrust into that role too. 
but Kevin O'Connell was basically mapping out the plays for him in his helmet the entire game. And Josh Dobbs, which, you know, everybody that's familiar with football knows that he is basically a rocket scientist, went to college to be a rocket scientist. Um, as intern, I believe he worked a little bit for NASA. Uh, incredibly intelligent guy. Um, got it done, man. Process the information, process the defense, and he got it done. Had a few turnovers, overcame it, and still put up 31 points to beat Atlanta, who in my, and is just abysmal. Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith is an abysmal coach. Abysmal. You you get Bijan Robinson in the top ten of this year's draft, and he he only gets eleven touches. Tyler Algier out touches him. Doesn't even get a red zone carry, a goal line carry for that matter, and they settle for three. It, it it's it's absurd. You're, you're throwing screen passes. He he's lucky that sixty yard t- uh, Johnny Smith screen pass touchdown worked. Honestly, you're th- listen to this. You are throwing a screen pass to Johnu Smith, Johnu Smith, and you have Kyle Pitts on your team, who is more athletic and a better player all around than Johnu Smith. It's it, it's absurd to me. It's absurd, and somehow they're four and five. And, and props to them for being four and five. But you're not you're not using your talent correctly. Why even have these guys as decoys? They're the best decoys in the league at this point. And it's sad. I would love to see a legitimate offensive coach come in here and do something with this offense. Heineke is a fine quarterback to have at the helm of this offense, but you got to put him in, in, in positions to succeed. And he can't turn the ball over, which, which he's had issues doing. He's had issues in the past doing. Um, so I, for Atlanta, they're still in the mix. They can still win their division. Um, you know, despite the lack of talent usage on this team, um, but they let this one slip away and Josh Dobbs gets a a career win for himself, earned himself a game ball in the locker room. Uh, the locker room loves him. Yeah, I don't know how you can't love Josh Dobbs. Watch his TikToks. His, His TikToks are great, man. He just seems like a normal guy. I guess that's what what is really uh, his personality is really attractive um, as far as like a refreshing. He he just doesn't seem like he's PR when he goes up there. You know, he gets up there to the podium, introduces himself. Hi, I'm Josh Dobbs. Nice to meet you all. Uh, man, that was a great game. Just it's fun, man. He he's embracing the moment um, and he's living in his moment, and it, and it's just great to see. It's great to see. Uh, next up, uh, Commanders, Patriots. Um, I mean, two not great teams. Somebody had to win, um, and it came down, and and the commies came away with it. Uh, Sam Howell, another good game, another good game for for him. Um, you know, it, it's kind of hit or miss with Sam Howell this year, but you know what? He's hung in there. Um, and he's gotten them some wins. Um, not that this win is impressive. I mean, it's New England. I, I have a bone to pick with New England now. You know, they're they're injury riddled, uh, but they didn't do a good job of of really bringing in talent in the first place. And I guess my question is: is why is Ramondre Stevenson only getting nine touches in the, in the run game after he broke off like a sixty four yard touchdown? 
And you still, you still only give them eight carry, eight other carries the entire game. It's, it's insanity. Ramondre Stevenson was a perfectly good back for you. You let Damian Harris walk. You let him walk. And you decide to sign Zeke late, late into the offseason when Ramondre is a perfectly good back, good receiving back, good running back. And, and you just, you won't use him. You, you want to mess around with Ezekiel Elliott, and it's a joke. You know what Ezekiel Elliott is. I'm sorry. I don't know why you need to force this. You don't, you don't, need, you don't need him. That is the least of your worries is, is signing a, a second back like Ezekiel Elliott to back up from Andre Stevenson. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And that's why this offense doesn't make any sense to me. Say what you want about Mac Jones. You can hate on Mac Jones, think he's not a starter, whatever. It doesn't matter. You haven't brought in receiver talent. You let your best, honestly, your best receiver walk to the Raiders and Jacoby Myers. And you, and you won't use Ramondre Stevenson exclusively. Then I I don't know. I don't know what you want to do on offense. And I have no right. There's no rhyme or reason to it. I don't understand. I don't get it. And maybe Belichick is on the hot seat. We, We hear a lot of things. Some leaks are coming out of the Pats camp. They got the Colts in Germany. Um, you know, they have a chance, potentially a chance to win that game. You know, the Colts can be volatile at, at you know, some points. But it's not off to a great start. J.C. Jackson told to stay home because of reliability issues. Jack Jones also left behind as well. So they're going to be down a couple of their best corners. So, and, and that's, just, that's just Bill Belichick at its, at its finest right there. He doesn't care how much you're getting paid, what your name is. If you're not, if, if, if you're not following rules like JC Jackson was or wasn't, um, you're going to get left behind. And that's exactly what happened. So we'll see how this New England team, if, if they can pull it together, you know, a little bit, or if they can't, you know, maybe Belichick's seat gets hotter, but the extension makes me think it's not. I, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But we're starting to get leaks from the camp, and that's usual, and that's unusual. That's unusual to say the least. Um, next up, uh, Bear Saints. Uh, Tyson Bajents, secret Bajents, as Zach Griffith likes to call him. Uh, the, the, the Bears were in this game. Shockingly enough, they were in this game. Uh, but Bajent throws three picks. Uh, DJ Moore loses a fumble. Tyson Bajan also loses a fumble. So Tyson Bajan, four turnovers. Not what you want to see. L- l- sounds like Bajan is going to start Thursday night as well against the Panthers. Um, I mean, at this point for the Bears, I, I don't know. I didn't. This season's just lost. I mean, they, they lose their running backs coach. HR was involved. Seemed like there there could be a culture issue there, and it, this team seems kind of aimless, anyways. Uh, you know, uh, I think there's the possibility that Justin Fields comes back next week. I think it's going to be too late. Um, yeah, they got Khalil Herbert coming back this week. It sounds like, but who? What, but Deontay Foreman has been good for them, so we'll see how that plays out. DJ Moore isn't hasn't gotten the uh, the 
the amount of targets that I think he should be getting this season, I think, especially for a guy like Tyson Bajant, you want to pepper him with targets. And that hasn't always been the case. And for the Saints, this is a game that you should have won handily and you didn't. You need to taste some hill to score you two touchdowns in this game, uh, throw one and catch one. Uh, he also led the team in rushing with 11 carries for 52 yards. This seems way too reliant on Taysom Hill. I mean, what's the point of signing Jamal Williams, who scored 17 touchdowns, albeit a lot of them on the goal line, but you use Taysom Hill, a quarterback slash tight end on the goal line, instead of a power back like Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, three carries for six yards. Are you serious? Are you serious? There's no reason why Taysom Hill should be out-touching Alvin Kamara in the rush game either. There's no reason. It's good to see Chris Olave, though, get a score, get a touchdown, uh, six catches, 46 yards. You want to see more of that from him. Uh, Derek Carr really get him the ball. Derek Carr, good, good game for him. Um, this is a good uh, Carr game, 25-34, 211 yards, two touchdowns. Um, that's positive. Uh, Saints defense, you know, we know they're good. They did exactly what they were supposed to do um, in this game. And they come out with the victory. Uh, Saints looking good. They, they're they also, uh, they should also uh, win this division. But, you know, Atlanta's hanging around. The Bucks are hanging around. So Saints just need to keep winning games. But they need to figure it out a little bit better on offense. Um, you know, we've mentioned that all year long. All year long for them. Uh, next up, uh, Texans Buccaneers. Oh, baby. <sighs> I am going to allow myself to gloat on here because once again, CJ Stroud proving that he was the better quarterback in this draft. I, I, I don't know why people are just now getting onto this. Um, all you needed to watch was that Georgia Ohio State game where he was basically playing an NFL defense based on how many draft picks they had on that defense and would have won, you know, I'll be at the, the, the missed targeting call that, that, you know, Marvin Harrison gets concussion, miss, miss penalty call there. But CJ Stroud in this game, five touchdowns, 470 yards breaks. Andrew, Andrew's luck, Andrew Luck's uh, rookie single game, uh, passing record, which was at 433. So uh, CJ Stroud almost broke it by 40 yards. Leads a comeback, a last second comeback to beat the Bucks in what was an absolute shootout. Tank Dell pops off for two touchdowns. Nico Collins, his favorite target, gets touchdown. Dalton Schultz pops off once again. Noah Brown pops off once again. It's an incredible game, incredible ball distribution, um, incredible throws by Shroud. Shout out Dare for kicking the field goal after Fairbairn went down. Shout out, man. That takes some balls to go out there and kick a field goal um, and make it. Uh, I'll be a 29-yarder, but that's still not easy. For anybody that's tried to kick a field goal, uh, you know that's not easy. So respect for doing that. Um, you know, despite Houston going for two, like three different times and only getting one of them, actually, I think they might have did it four times and only getting one. Uh, and for them to still win this game, I think is incredible. And it's not that Tampa played, played bad. 
Uh, I mean, Baker Mayfield was efficient. Rashad White uh, had a good game running with the ball. It's just no one decided to play defense this game. Uh, Todd Bowles, you know, we we kind of expect, you know, he's a defensive guy. We kind of expect his defense to be better. Tampa gloated that their defense was going to be good. And they gave 39 points to CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans, who are working on their rebuild and have a lot of pieces in place already. Um, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy for CJ Stroud, man. He deserves it. He deserves it. Um, after getting passed up on two Heismans, losing to Michigan twice, losing in the college football playoff um, in a tough way, I'm just happy to see it, man. He stays humble. He stays professional. I love it. I love it. I almost just want to buy a Texan jersey, but it goes against my morals. I'm a Colts fan. I have a CJ Stroud Ohio State jersey, and I still wear it proudly. And will till you know, till I can't anymore. Great game to watch. Great end of the game to watch. Very happy for CJ. Uh, big win for Houston. Definitely should have been a game Tampa should have won. Um, so good for Houston. Going to 500 at four and four. Next up, Colts Panthers. I'm going to talk Colts Panthers because Colts are my team. Uh, screw what anybody thinks. Uh, my Colts get it done again against Frank Reich. We just absolutely, we absolutely demolished Bryce Young. We turned him over three times. Kenny Moore, not one, but two pick sixes in the same game with his family who drove up from Georgia to watch him play. Uh, gets the two pick sixes in front of his family. Big moment for Kenny. Very happy for Kenny, who's been rejuvenated this season after he seemed disgruntled uh, with the contract and with the scheme um, last season. Having a great bounce back year for the Colts in this Gus Bradley defense. So very happy to see him, uh, you know, engaged, happy, uh, just like he was a, a couple years ago. Um, Colts did it without Zaire Franklin, the league's leading tackler. Uh, so it kind of gave Shaq Leonard a chance to, um, to, to shine, and he did. He led the team in tackles. Kind of expresses displeasure with the media. Um, which I thought was interesting. Um, but you know what? He was in there, put trust in him, and he led this defense like he's always done. And so respect to Shaq for coming out there and balling out. Um, offense really didn't need much from the indie offense here. Uh, Minshew, you know, he managed this game. He's kind of a game manager this game, and he managed it well. Jonathan Taylor finds the end zone. Um, off a pass from Gardner Minshew. So that was good to see, too. Seems like Jonathan Taylor is slowly but surely taking over this backfield again. Zach Moss will still be present, but he but Taylor outtouched Moss 18-7 in this game. And I think that's a sign of what's to come the rest of the season. And that's the way it should be, in all honesty. Zach Moss is a great second second back, but at the same time, Jonathan Taylor is a great back as well. And we just paid him a lot of money. So um, I think this is the expectation all along. Um, and I think that's the way it should be. And I mean, for Carolina, they got their first one last week. Um, everybody's like, oh, great for the new play caller, Thomas Brown. But I don't know how much changed here. Yes, the Colts have a good defense, uh, but to only muster 13 points at home. Uh, Bryce Young was mauled. He got sacked four times. 
threw three interceptions. Not great. Um, Adam Thielen finally cools off, you know, coming out of that bye week, cools off a little bit. I think that's more of a testament to the Colts' defense. So, I mean, it's just back to the drawing board for this Carolina team. Uh, it's going to be a long season for them. They do have a winnable game against Tyson Bajant um, on the road at Chicago on Thursday night, uh, an opportunity to get a win. Um, it's a battle of bad. It's not a game that I particularly want to watch. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I haven't decided yet. Um, but uh, shout out Devin Voss. He's actually going to make the trip to Chicago to go watch his team. Respect, one, to go watch your one and seven team. Respect, two, to want to watch Bears, Carolina, Bears, Panthers, number three, during the week. So shout out Devin Voss for that. Uh, small market king. Next up, uh, Giants Raiders. Uh, typically, we don't talk blowouts. This is a 30-6 to six blowout, but the fact that Antonio Pierce, linebacker coach, uh, takes over for McD and absolutely demolishes the Giants. Now, let me give a little context here. Of course, Daniel Jones goes down non-contact ACL injury. Tommy DeVito back in, and we know what Tommy DeVito can't do, and that's play quarterback. Um, and that's exactly what happened in this game. Raiders roll easily. They get an opening drive touchdown on a uh, on a jet sweep to Jacoby Myers, and they ride Josh Jacobs the rest of the game. 26 carries and two touchdowns for Josh Jacobs. And that's exactly that, – that's honestly – this Raiders offense is not hard to figure out. It's give it to Josh Jacobs, who is the league's leading rusher last year. And – you throw the ball to Devontae Adams. Now, Aiden O'Connell didn't need to throw a bunch, didn't need to complete a bunch because this game was in hand. Uh, you know, uh, the Raiders got a total of two turnovers, two picks from off of Tommy DeVito. And that was that, pretty much. Max Crosby had three sacks. We know about Max Crosby and what he's able to do. Um, I think in total, uh, the Raiders racked up eight total sacks in this game which is incredible. Just to have eight sacks in a game is incredible. Max Crosby had three of those. Um, absolute dog, Max Crosby embodies the Raiders franchise. And so does Antonio Pierce. Uh, they're, you know, locker room smoking cigars after the game. Uh, Antonio Pierce gave him a uh, an extra day off this week. Um, things are looking up in Vegas. So we'll see how the the end the end of the season pans out. We'll see if Antonio Pierce retains that job. I think it'll be very interesting. Uh, Mark Davis has already made that mistake once, not retaining Rich Basaccia, uh, the special team coach that came in and really sparked the Raiders into a playoff uh, and into the playoffs. Really, um, so interesting to see how that will finish. Next up, another game of the week uh, or another big game in the uh, in the four o'clock slot. Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles. Can the Cowboys finally get a big time win? <laughs> of course they can. Of course they can. And, and it's and the Cowboys. What, and I and I told this to Zach and Caleb. I said Dak even played a good game. There were just a couple things, couple things that were the difference in the game. Dak stepped out of bounds early on a two-point conversion. 
that could have put them in field goal range and probably would have tied us in it to overtime all based off that final drive that the Cowboys had. And then the other one was throwing the ball or, or uh, Jake Schoonmaker or sorry, Luke Schoonmaker running that route a bit short on the goal line and him being marked short. Those were the differences in the game. But other than that, I thought Dak played a great game. Three touchdowns, 374 yards. Him and CeeDee Lamb have been linking up a lot. Um, Jake Ferguson, kind of another breakout game for him, filling filling the void of Dalton Schultz. We just need – the Cowboys need more from Tony Pollard. I don't know if they just need to run him more. The offensive line needs to be better in, in run block. But Tony Pollard hasn't scored in a long time. He his yardage hasn't been up. This isn't the Tony Pollard that you know we kind of expected. And and I thought in the beginning of the season, I thought Tony Pollard coming off a broken leg that's tough to come back from. Uh, and you can't just expect this guy to just run for a thousand yards. I mean, I'd be amazed if he did. We have to put these injuries in perspective a little bit more. Uh, some people can can come back immediately and be good again. Some people take time. I think with Pollard, it's just taking a little time, in my opinion. Um, for the Eagles, they're getting it done, and it looks ugly. Uh, they don't look like they're a complete. They haven't played a complete game of football yet, and they're eight and one. Very scary, but I still feel like they're susceptible to some some upsets here and there. I mean, they're definitely going to be in the playoffs. They're going to do what they do. Uh, the Jalen Hurts injury still concerns me. They, they go into the bye. Jalen Hurts, time to get healthy. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. I mean, the Eagles are just going to do what they do. Dallas, back to the drawing board. And what does Jerry Jones do yesterday? He signs newly reinstated Martavis Bryant. I don't know what this does for your team. You can't expect them to come in and be Steelers, Martavis Bryant. I hope that they're, that's not what they're expecting. Uh, I can't imagine he's any better than Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks. I really can't. And I don't know why Brandon Cooks isn't getting more looks. The dude doesn't suck. Okay? He's a 1,000-yard receiver with some of the worst quarterbacks in the league. He was in Houston still getting 1,000 yards without Deshaun Watson. So I don't know why he's not getting more looks. It doesn't make sense to me at all um i don't know I, I i need i need some big wins from from dallas uh they have a they have another division game they play the giants they're gonna blow out the giants uh tommy devito is starting they're gonna blow out the giants but that that's that's not what's impressive to me that's not impressive to me you know you you beat you you've already beat the giants once you beat the jets beat the pats beat the chargers beat the rams okay great Kind of in the same scenario that that Miami is in. You need you need to you need to beat a legitimate team. You have one more chance against the Eagles. You have the Bills. You have the Dolphins. You have the Lions. Right in a row, four in a row. That stretch is going to be very telling, especially if the. I'm not saying Dallas is a lock for the playoffs either. They're five and three. I'm not going to lock them in because the NFC, there's a lot of teams that could creep in there. So they, they better figure it out against these good teams. Otherwise, they're going to be on the outside looking in in another disappointing season. 
Next up, Sunday night game, Bills, Bengals. Um, Cincinnati comes out with the win, 24-18. Josh Allen, again, didn't look amazing. He does what he does, but it's it's very much just, it, it's too heroic. It's too heroic. I don't understand why Ken Dorsey feels the need to put this all on Josh Allen. You have perfectly good backs in James Cook, who deserves, in my opinion, I feel like he deserves more carries. You like to mess around with Latavius Murray. He only had two carries. James Cook had six carries. I I don't know what's wrong. The defense isn't playing great. It's injury riddled. Absolutely. But they're sitting at five and four. I, I, I don't know. I, do, I don't know about this team. Maybe this is just what they are. I'd like to I'd like to think that they haven't played a complete game of football, but maybe they have. Maybe this is what they are. I don't know. I mean, for Cincinnati, Joe Burrow's healthy, and he's slinging and he's slinging the ball. T. Higgins, welcome back. Good to see you, man. I hope you stay. Uh, I know you're struggling with a hamstring injury, but I hope you play on Sunday. Because Jamar Chase didn't practice today, back injury, something to monitor, could miss time. We'll see. But with Higgins, Boyd, and these other guys that Joe Burrow is starting to get involved more, you know, to kind of take pressure off these guys, it's looking scary again. And if you get Joe Mixon going, looks scary. I still have concerns about this defense. They played well against Buffalo, but I still have some concerns, um, especially once they get in the playoffs. So I'm going to hold my judgment. On them, but regular season, Cincinnati, Joe Burrow's healthy. Cincinnati is going to get ready to roll. They're going to get ready to roll. So be on the lookout for them. A um, couple things coming up Kyler Murray and James Conner back this week. They're, they're sitting with one win. I think Kyler has something to prove. I think he's going to try to prove it. There was a report that came out today that he's been more engaged this season. So I think he's feeling that pressure of maybe his franchise will tank and draft Caleb Williams and they will trade Kyler Murray. And do you really want the luck of the draw on that one? Don't know. But I think he is going to come out to prove a point this week. Will Levis, like I mentioned earlier, full-time starter now. Uh, you know, respect to him for that. Uh, Rams signed Carson Wentz. The Rams signed Carson Wentz. Uh, this tells me that Stafford isn't healthy and he might miss more time than originally was anticipated. Uh, Brett Rippon isn't it. He's not it. So they immediately waived him. And I think, you know, Carson Wentz, I think he's going to perform well under Sean McVay. I really do. I know that that's probably an unpopular take, but I think he'll be able to. I think Sean McVay can take anybody. Obviously, not Brett Rippon or, uh, well, no, he won with John Wolford. Um, I think he can take just about anybody and make it work. And I think, I think this is a good stopgap uh, for him uh, with a little mobility, might be able to extend some plays, get Cup and Nakua going once again, because um, we know what they can do, um, you know, in Holston defenses and, and things like that. So um, another something else to keep an eye on uh, next week. So. That concludes this podcast. Uh, take a listen uh, to our other podcast, Back Shoulder Fade, put out a fresh new episode 
with just Zach and Alex. Um, Alex, uh, NBA back. So, you know, Power Hour's back. And then, of course, Circle City Cinema with Zach Griffith. Uh, me and him just recently put out an episode um, on Killers of the Flower Moon. We had a good time with that, ranking Leo and Scorsese uh, uh, films. That was fun. So don't be afraid to check out our other stuff. And uh, leave us a review, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, but once again, folks, thank you for listening.